King of Kings Strategos Autocrator Hegemon of the Hellenic League King of Persia Son of Zeus Son of Amun My Lord Alexander III of Macedonia Three years ago I had an idea for a project I went around between a variety of my countrymen and nobles asking that my introduction to your royal presence would be facilitated. All of them kindly received me and promised to accomplish my wish at the earliest. I knew that they promised me fairly, but they were slow in performing, waiting, as they alleged, for a proper occasion. I also knew that you were setting out of Macedonia with the army, so I had to take my own course. I came to a royal tribunal when you were judiciating cases with your immense wisdom. I had anointed myself with oil, crowned my head with a wreath made of poplar leaves, and threw a lion skin around my shoulder. I looked as glorious as I would ever be, just to seek your attention. And it worked. My appearance caught the attention of the people in the court, and when you discovered what they were fixated upon, you ordered the crowd to make way for me, and demanded to know who I was. A Macedonian architect, I replied. A Macedonian architect who suggests designs and schemes worthy only of your royal renown. I suggested building a city in your glory on top of Mount Athos, carving the mountain itself in your shape. With your left hand, you would be holding the city, and with the right, a cup. A cup into which all the streams running down the mountain would be collected which shall then be poured into the sea. It would have been the greatest structure man had ever made. The pharaohs of Egypt would have felt jealous in their modest tombs. Queen Amethis would have left Nebuchadnezzar to come and live at your hand. The gods would have descended from Olympus just to come and steal a glance at it. I was wrong. I now understand why you asked me whether the surrounding soil is fertile enough to yield sufficient produce for the city. I understand why you looked into the practicality of such a city, rather than it being a wonder. Architects like me always go for the opportunity of a lifetime for designing what was thought impossible to design, not practicality. But I see now that a city built in your glory needs to be exactly like you, immortal. I only understood that when I came here. The location you've chosen for the new city is perfect. It's nestled between the sea in the north and Lake Mariotis in the south, giving it both a defensive advantage and harbors on both the sea and the Nile. I can see now 
how the city will survive for thousands of years. The seaport will connect Egypt to Greece and the rest of the Mediterranean, while the port on Lake Mariutis will connect the city to the rest of Egypt, Nubia, and Punt. I overheard Cleomenes once telling a story that when the army was camping on your way to Amun's temple in the oasis, you had a dream. Homer came to you in the dream and started reciting parts of his Odyssey. Off Egypt, about as far as a ship can sail in a day with a good stiff breeze behind her, there is an island called Pharaoh. It has good harbor from which vessels can get out into the open sea when they have taken in water. Cleomenes said that you woke up and decided to choose the island of Pharos and the village on the shore in front of it, Rakotis, to build your city. It seems that Homer is not just a great poet, my lord, but also a great architect. The weather is very predictable. The locals here know a year ahead exactly when it will rain, exactly when there will be a sandstorm and exactly when the Nile will flood. They've arranged their whole life around this consistent yearly schedule. Usually, cities built around lakes have heavy stifling air in summers because the heat evaporates water turning lakes into filthy marshes. Not here. The flood of the Nile coincides with summer, so the canals that flow into Mariutis provide the lake with fresh water. Since you are here, we've started laying out the plans for the city based on your orders. Cleomenes and I started gathering the men that will work on the city. We then went on to mark the circumference of the city in the shape of a Macedonian chlamys, the famed military cloak. The long sides of it are those that are washed by the two waters, having a diameter of about 30 stadia, and the short sides are the isthmuses, each being 7 or 8 stadia wide, pinched in on one side by the sea and on the other by the lake. My king, the scale of the city is so large that workers had already run out of choke to mark the design of the city on the second day. And when that happened, they started using barley flour to mark the layout of the city. This was of course a feast for flocks of birds from every kind, and they ruined what was laid down. The Egyptian priests, though, say that this is a good omen. It means that people from every land and color will come flocking to the city that will feed them all. Cleomenes is worried, my lord that when we finish building a city so large, we wouldn't find enough men to inhabit it. And even if we find enough men, he says, the lands would not be able to provide for enough necessities of life to support them. I told him of our plan to move people out of Canopus and into Alexandria, and turn Canopus into farmlands. I regret doing so, Yerimon. When he heard the plan, his eyes glow with evil, and he said, that those people would pay anything not to be moved from their lands. I do not trust pseudo-Greeks like him. Ones that came out of generations of Greeks living in outposts like Nocrates, where he is from. 
we laid out the city in a grid shape. With one main road extending from the eastern gates of the city to the western gates, called the Canopic Road. All other roads in the city are either parallel to it or perpendicular to it. The city will be divided into five sections. Alpha, for Alexander, will hold the royal quarters. Veta and Gamma, for Vasilius and Genos, being the Greek quarters will hold the gymnasium and library. Delta, Dios, will be the Jewish quarter and Epsilon, Ktise, for the Egyptians. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon. Alexander, Vasilios, Rhinos, Dios, Tese. Alexander, the king, son of God, who built it. I've also set the construction plan for the Hepta Stadium, the road that's going to connect the mainland with Pharos. This will also create two separate ports instead of just one. The Great Port on the east of the Hepta Stadium and the Portos Ionostos, the safe return harbor on its west. I have in mind a magnificent project for the ports and the islands of Pharos that will rival the pyramids themselves. And don't worry my lord, it's not just a vanity project, it will lighten up the future of your greatest city for eternity. Moreover, we've commissioned Krates of Ilinthos, the most esteemed hydraulics engineer, to design the waterways and sewage system of the city. He is planning the most advanced plumbing system I would ever see. He is planning to build tunnels under the city that would bring in fresh water from Mariutis and the sea to cleanse the city from underneath. He came up with an ingenious idea to design those tunnels that, frankly, I will be copying when designing the streets. He plans to get a set of mirrors that in the light of day would reflect a perfect straight line of light which we would follow to lay the cornerstones of the streets. This will ensure that we build everything in perfect straight lines. This city will be perfect in each and every aspect. In my calculations, all of the work listed above will take no more than one year to accomplish. In two years from now, I'm anticipating that the city will grow to be the biggest port in the whole world, and in less than two generations will be the biggest and greatest city in the whole world. The city, as we're planning, will not be a part of Egypt. The citizens will want nothing more from Egypt than trade. They will also want nothing to have with the rest of the world than trade. They will live generation after another, being envied by others, looking at their glorious city, trying to come to it and failing, trying to conquer it and failing, trying to be it and failing. This will be the greatest city that ever was and ever will be, founded by the greatest, Alexander, that ever was and ever will be.
your humble servant, Dinocrates of Rhodes, sixth of Loyus, Alexandria by Egypt. Bye. 